sort of explore it. And that's mm. when my third eye was fully opened up. If it was a natural source of a smell, where did it go, right? Why would the Frenchy Penny tree move away? For those that live in the Hantu, I'm sorry to burst the bubble, but I have a very rational explanation on what it could be. I think there are a lot of other beings which we do not necessarily know about that have, have a greater ability to transform. You showed a CCTV that caught a black cat walking and then disappearing. Is anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. The Western myths have their lycanthropes and shapeshifters. In Asian mythology, we have stories of how souls of the dead can come back as a moth and evil spirits taking the forms of palisade. According to the Pontianak law, this apex predator can transform into a giant white bird. And when it flies around at night, it makes the quacking sound of a duck. Hardly what I would consider frightening at all. In the first confession, a security guard came face to face with a Pontiana and witnessed the transformation. We have heard of it before, but it's extremely rare for an actual first-hand eyewitness account. I'm convinced it must be the Hantu. But my guest, Matt Verke, thinks he has evidence that the sound people say they have heard is actually that of a bird. Something with a white belly, I can never remember the word. The second confession is so cute, we think that the entity deserves a special Supernatural Confessions t-shirt design. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Friday Night Live, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, with your host, Eugene Day and Jonathan Lim. We have a very special guest hey. for you today. And today's mm. story is all about Spirits in the form of animals. <laughs> so weird, right? <laughs> it's cool. It's cool because I have so many theories about it, but uh, I'm sure our guest has even more. Mm. You know, because it, it's nice. So this is one of those wonderful episodes where we get an expert to come in, right, and sort of take things apart with us, right? So it's kind of it's kind of ghost mortem for confessions today, <laughs> right? So <laughs> you know, and then we are going to try to uh, debunk if we can, rationalize if we can. Persuade Eugene is not necessarily the hantu if we can. All right, let's see what <laughs> you let's can see try. <laughs> we can try. Okay. So, are we ready to begin our episode? Correct. our guest. So, our guest this okay. week, his <laughs> name is Matt Vakak. And some of you might where, recommend... where, where will we know him from? Ah, some mm. of you may know him from On the Fringe on Wednesday, but some of you, or most of you, might know him from this advertisement that you see on YouTube. Where this guy goes, Hi, my name is Matthew. I release mosquitoes in your neighborhood. So Matt <laughs> works for an agency that releases mosquitoes to your neighborhood. Mm. Yes, it's the <laughs> National Mosquito Agency, NMA. <laughs> <laughs> and it's for your good. Okay. Let's bring on Matt Verkey! Yeah! Hey, Mosquito Man! <laughs> what a what a what a way to introduce me, you know? Like Oh man, I'm trying to separate, you know, work from things I do outside, but here we go. Dream People on. see me on videos and, uh, you know, here we go, I'm, I'm back. That's the, that's, that's the tragedy of fame, I guess. 
<laughs> seems to be the case. Uh, All right, yeah, you man, know, actually, man. There are a lot of people on the chat. I've been trying to, you know, just control myself and not type in the chat. I'm trying to add suspense <laughs> to the episode. But yeah, here I am. Hi, everybody. I see you guys on Wednesdays or so. Suspense for the episode, everybody. he says. He's Profile okay. pic is there the whole week already. <laughs> so for those for those out there who did not watch the YouTube video, please mm. tell us why you are releasing mosquitoes. Wow. Oh, okay. Um so is it, it is it classified? Uh, is it secret? No, no, are you it's, gonna it's not classified? No. You can, you can okay. Google Please this. tell us. Please tell so us. So the, the whole premise of my work, right? Um mm. I'm a I'm a senior research officer in the field entomology side of my agency. I won't name mm. the agency. But so essentially what we do is we release mosquitoes that are infected with a gram-negative bacteria. And this, this bacteria, once they, the, the ones that we release mate with the wild-type females, over time, when they mate, the eggs that the females lay are mm. non-viable. So right. progressively, you, are, actually, you have significantly less uh, mosquitoes in your neighborhood. Yeah. So it's mosquito pimping for a cause. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mosquito mm. genocide. Well, if you put it there. Eugenics. <laughs> I am, Eugenocide. I am, not, I am not playing God. You are not a game. <laughs> he snaps his fingers and they He's all just a gatekeeper. Wow. He releases okay. the mosquitoes. Yes, correct. I, I see. No, then he, then, then he watches them to see if they <laughs> mate. Right? So, so you are the ultimate mosquito stalker, the right? Real, like, the lifting the leaves. The are they Check, going are to you be doing it? mating right now? Are you doing it? Do it! Do it! Do it, I say! <laughs> yeah, he's just in the bushes like, go on, go on. Uh, I play music for you. <laughs> Funnily enough, we actually do some mating composition uh, experiments. All right! <laughs> Oh man, okay, share that playlist with us because what works for mosquitoes may work for humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, for those that don't know me, uh, a bit about my background, you know. Yes. So I, my, my education is actually in zoology. Uh, I do study ecology, evolutionary biology, and zoology mm. with, uh, with my minor being in neuroscience. So mm. it's always a very interesting combination when I'm on uh, Friday nights talking about ghosts. <laughs> but the first time I'm on a, I'm on a episode talking about ghosts in animal form, which is the best of both. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate crossover. Right? Like the, the Venn diagram is perfect <laughs> yeah. today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All aspects perfect. of Matt have I aligned. Am in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> You are the scientist on the ghost show, but on a fringy topic somehow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. Oh, yeah. But tell us a bit about your uh, supernatural sort of credentials as well, right? For those uh, of you yeah. <laughs> who haven't watched uh, some of his video confessions, right? Uh, tell us tell, tell us the kind of things you've been through, man. So, um, again, if, if for those that don't know, I did a, I've been on the channel since I think last year was June. Um, and right before mm. that, actually, you know, I met Eugene and I sort of, I was one of the confessors. Uh, I told my story and my story actually began quite a while ago. You know, when I was younger, I've always had these small experiences here and there. But there was a point in time when I was about 18 or 19. That was mm. when I actually began to sort of explore it. And that's mm. when my third eye was fully opened up uh, mm. through, you know, Reiki and different different forms. So, I've had a lot of experiences. I worked in the zoo. So, if you're interested in ghost stories about the zoo, do check out my confession because that's, that's a lot of there's a lot of good stories yeah. there. But, you know, in my, in my personal life, yeah, I've had experiences from, you know, I've traveled to India. I've had experiences there. Mm. I've had experiences in my secondary school in St. Patrick's. Yeah, so many stories. It, but just, I, what, I, 
what I like about about, about your 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 perspective of it is even though you've seen and you know seen and experienced so many things, right? But you always say that you approach it from a rational point of view yes. first. You know, there's right? so many so, people that always ask me, "Are you you know like because of if you due to your experience, wouldn't you be on Team Hantu?" And that's where you know. <laughs> Again, perfect for the title of my, my, my show we have on Wednesdays on the fringe because I'm sort of <laughs> in between. I'm not mm. in between. I think the ghosts are real. I think Hantu's real. It's just that I don't think everything is a ghost. I think ah. there's some rational explanations wow. about certain things. Really? He's in the middle so, today. Yeah, totally in the middle. Might, yeah. might sometimes be the Hantu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Right? Must prove it first. Must prove it first. Okay, yes. so today you we have a nice. Visit. Yeah, that's good. That's very nice. So, which is the right, uh, I think, approach to take because today's confessions are going to be slightly fantastical <clears throat> and slightly incredible. And uh, I don't know if even Eugene will be able to jump so fully on the Hantu bandwagon. We don't know. I, it was very heartwarming when I was listening to all this. I I think when <laughs> Hantus are not your usual long hair, white gown, long mm-hmm. white gown, long hair, <laughs> yeah, I, you can appreciate them on a different level. Uh, and today's ah. confessions will be quite interesting. John, why don't you lead us to the first one? No, not John, mm. sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. Since Matt's Matt, our Matt. special guest today. Matt, <laughs> I, I have a confession for you. Uh, can mm-hmm. you do us the honours and read out this confession titled The Very Large Bird Confessed by Mohan. Yes. Let's begin. So the story is called The Very Large Bird as by Mohan, who as a security guard. So I work for a security firm where I've been stationed somewhere in the west of Singapore to oversee the security of the place. I've been in this line of work for almost 10 years now. As far as the supernatural is concerned, let's just say I've had my fair share of strange occurrences. You talk about smell. I've been in situations where I suddenly smell something sweet, like the smell of frangipanis. And you know what they say about that? It means that there's a Pontianak nearby. Laughter, I've also heard before. In the Benoit area, uh, particularly famous for such sightings, usually if you ask other security guards, they will say they hear things, but not many can say that they saw any Hantu with their own eye. I was fortunate or unfortunate to see one, but this is not like how you imagine it to be. I was doing my rounds, and like I said, I heard this laughter screeching from one side of the building and moving very quickly to the back. I followed the sound and, to be honest, I wasn't afraid. I was more curious. I radioed back to the guardhouse and asked if I had seen or heard anything. Buddy said that the gates were locked and there was nobody around. It was just us. I kept walking. And that's when the smell hit me. It was intoxicating. That's That's the best I could describe it. It's as if the scent was directly beside you. It's there for one minute, and then the next is totally gone. Then it comes back again. When I turned the corner to the back of the building, I saw this huge creature flying quite low. It was the size of an adult body, but I can't make out its face because it was covered by hair. But the body was distinctively human-like, arms outstretched. Body looks like it was draped in a white cloth. It flew towards the top of the industrial drum and perched for a bit, stood up and walked across the drum before leaping off and flying towards a large tree. So naturally, I ran after it. I shined my torchlight at the trees to catch a clear look at this creature, and that's when I saw it. 
It was a human-like creature that transformed right before my eyes. By the time I got to the tree, the creature had fully transformed into a bird, but it was very large, but nothing like I've seen before. It observed me for a few minutes as I looked up, and it flew towards me, past me, and out of the factory. Jang, jang, jang. Gentlemen. Flew towards him, okay? It's like, fly by, man. Oh, man. Okay. I can only say, guarantee, <laughs> it must be a hantu. There's no other way. <laughs> so clear cut. No, it must be the tiao. I confirm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but is it the hantu? Yeah. Is it the hantu? Okay, why do you say, Eugene, that it must be the hantu? Okay, so I have had some experiences seeing this white thing. Um, and like OCH, uh, OCH, I remember the, this was in my early days, I was in my poly, maybe even before army, something flew hmm. down, huge, hmm. and then it flew back up again. Uh, I did not see what it was, but hmm. to me, there was no bird that I know looked or is that big. And it goes, hmm. you know like what they always say in... Um, the, the, the law of Miss P, right? The sound mm. of quacking duck. Quack, 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 quack. Mm. Yeah, so when I read this story again, I go, yep, you know, with all the other eyewitnesses, accounts and confessions that have been coming in, there's no way mm. this can be rational. It must be the hantu. Changed my mind, guys. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, First of all, first of all, I mean, there's a combination of things happening here, yeah. right? You know, mm. uh, you know so, so he, had, he had the frangipani mm. moment. Right, and but that was before he saw it, right? So I always, I always try to remind myself that you know sometimes two ghosts can be there at the same time. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know, or two ghosts could be passing by. We always forget how many ghosts there are on our island. Oh my okay, goodness, yeah. Yeah, we're just at having any this discussion given, before. Yeah, on any given dark night, you think that you are only seeing one thing, man. All right, you yeah. are smelling one thing, hearing a, another thing, and sighting a different thing. <laughs> you know, it's quite possible. You just made it a lot worse now. <laughs> so, so it's not even must be the hantu. It must be the hantus. All right. So, plural, so, plural. so, <laughs> plural. I'm not sure if they're the same thing, right? Uh, it's easy to say uh, because there is talk of uh, there is law that relates to the the, the uh, Miss P also taking a bird form. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. But not that large a bird, right? Uh, I believe it's a white owl. That is her fav- her preferred shape, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's not what he saw because an owl is clearly not. I don't think there are owls that large, right? To be to be close to human sized, mm. I don't know, Matt. Are there Whoa. owls specifically? Uh, owls, are, I mean, you know, you know right? like general owls can be quite pretty, uh, pretty big, and even in Singapore, oh, you know, we okay. do have quite a few species of uh, owls. So you know, it could mm. come within the whole law of. Uh, Miss P could have changed. I'll tell you something interesting, right? Because uh, uh, in Malay, right, owls are called, you know the name, right? Apa? They're called Borong Hantu. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Was that it how they got the name? name of the, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I don't well. know, but I, I really hope that, you know, they're called Borong Hantu because, you know, they were often linked to the Hantu. Right? And be also because they, they have that very face. Quietly. Yeah. Yeah, and they also have that face, right? You know, they, they have the most sort of... If you saw an owl in a tree, you know, it's the most sort of round, flat mm. sort of bird mm. face, right? Especially most birds, eyes. Yeah, most birds will not look like a face looking at you. Mm. But mm. an owl will, right? You know, and plus the sound, plus the fact that it's nocturnal, plus the fact that it's, it flies silently. I'm not surprised that, you know, many, 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 many native Malays would have been freaked out by owls and would have given it that name, Burung Hantu, mm. you know? Uh but so okay, so so 
but here we are we are, we are, we are sort of overlapping the frangipani experience which is a mispy thing and then this bird thing you know that that comes after so i would say let's tackle them okay, separately okay. right because because i okay i i personally have had have had the frangipani experience okay. as well right and it 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 makes you hyper sensitive to everything mm. around you Right, because you know it's such a bizarre experience, right? I was walking along, uh, uh you know, the treetop walk yeah. near Henderson, uh, near Bukit Chandu. No, yeah, Bukit Chandu, mm-hmm. the 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 less the less popular okay. one, the canopy okay. walk, right? Yeah. And so it, it was on the side of the hill, right? So you're talking about really high above the trees, right? And no flowering frangipani in sight, you know. And we're just walking, walking, and suddenly in the middle of like this fifteen minute walk, just for like thirty seconds, you know, that intense, very intense smell. And then gone. Ah. And then when you like sort of linger there to, to see whether, you know, it's like, eh, it's gone. You know? So if it was a natural source of a smell, where did it go? Right? Why would the frangipani tree move away? <laughs> okay, it didn't. Right? You know? And there was... N- so so I, I, I feel that that is a, a kind of uh, iconic Singaporean or Southeast Asian experience. Mm. You know? But then, after that, you know, when Miss P moved on, this bird appeared, right? So, so that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Mohan experienced, lah, right? This bird, and and did he see it clearly? I guess is my question, right? Mm. You know how? So yeah, I asked. You know, this was inside, outside. I asked him the same question as well. See, that's part of what interview and investigation is, right? You ask the questions, right? And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm. saw very clearly, very clearly." I said, "So, what's what's a light source like? Are they lights? Yeah, I've got a street lamp." Mm. I said, "But you are not <laughs> on the street, right?" Yeah, the light can come in, on, Don't worry, light will come in. There are lights from other areas. So I think what he's trying to say is there are light pollution from the other areas. So it's not totally dark. Ambient. But it's not like there is a spotlight and he sees everything clearly. So he saw something that was primarily whitish, right? Because he believed it looked like it was draped Mm, in mm, white. That's mm. what he said, right? So it was something that was whitish in shape, which of course would, by contrast, stand Mm, out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? In in, in an ambiently lit room mm. or a warehouse. And then on top of that, I noticed he said that the face looked like it was covered with hair. Yeah. Mm. So in other words, it was white and then darker on your the white top. gum, black hair, uh look la. <laughs> so it's Sadako yeah, flying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um but I tell you what's fascinating though, and, and I don't know what we can make mm. of this, but he saw it transforming. Yes. Yeah. So he first saw it as a human shape. And then with the it, torch know, on it, as he walked then, towards it, it uh, in uh, his eye, however he sees it in that time, is he says mm-hmm. that I see from a woman crouching there into a bird. Not woman, uh, he didn't specify sex, uh, right? Uh, person, person. They, they them. They they them. We do not know the pronouns yeah. of this creature. Are you assuming right? but, okay, I'm a Fortiana? It's all women. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I think we can. Yeah, say I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortiana is a cis female. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, it needs to be a different different hantu already. You know, if there if there's a trans Pontiana, then that's another thing. Half story. Like, uh, we might get cancelled next week yeah. for not being inclusive for the supernatural uh, oh, community. No. <laughs> but the ghosts, the yeah. ghosts have rights yeah. too. Yeah. Ghosts have rights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Every <laughs> every afterlife matters, okay? Okay. So, okay. So he saw it turn into a bird. This reminds me of, okay, I don't know how many of you are, okay, this is the kind of moment that reveals my age, right? There used to be a TV show called Dr. Jonathan Chase. Wealthy, young, handsome. A man with the brightest of futures. A man with the darkest of pasts. 
from Africa's deepest recesses to the rarefied peaks of Tibet, heir to his father's legacy and the world's darkest mysteries. My son, you must have faith and learn. This is not the end. This is the beginning. Jonathan Chase, master of the secrets that divide man from animal. Animal from man. Manimal. Okay, First episode, he turned into a Black Panther in the camp. Yes. Okay. Matt, you nope. are too young. The only know. Black Panther I know is the Marvel Black Panther. Ah, okay, then, you, yeah, not the Marvel generation. You are too young. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Manimal was like the ultimate fantasy, right? Because he could turn into so many yeah. different animals in every episode. Uh, and I, I can't remember what he did <laughs> when he turned, but it was really mm, cool. And, mm. and so much emphasis mm, was on the transformation. Mm. You know, and I really want to know like, how long did it, this creature that, that Mohan saw take to transform? Uh, a walk. Know, is it like those werewolf films where it's like wah, and then every bit by bit stretching or was it like you know sort of just transforming he said he walked across right? the yard so I give it to How you la. Uh, a, fa- a factory like, yard know? so I give you maybe less than 100 meter. no la, 10 meters. that's still quite long mm. that's, it's not like transformer mm. speed uh, no no not a right <laughs> <now>. so, <laughs> yeah correct not that right <laughs> that's fascinating because I've never heard of, of uh, an account where you know, you've witnessed the moment of transformation. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, of course, you know, did he lose sight of it somewhere along the way? Because it flew up, up to the drum or something, no, right? It, so it, did, from the drum, it flew to the tree, right? And that's uh, where he put his torchlight to the, 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 the tree and he was mm. walking towards the creature as it so transformed. So it was in sight in the sight, whole time. Yeah, in that beam of light. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, just, just read out some of the comments uh, quickly. Uh, uh, yes, someone yes. said that it's a frog, a micro, microya. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't get the name uh, right because it's, it's, it's been scrolled up quite far. Microla frog. That's the sound wow. that it makes. Some people say it's nightjar. Oh, no. oh, you mean the duck, the duck sound lah? It's yes. a frog. Uh, oh, I don't think Nightjar. Nightjar sounds like an 8-bit uh, Nintendo game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, not the quack quack sound. That's people are people are saying birds. Uh, so, hey, you know when we are on the side where we John and I both think that it's a hantu, you guys think it's a bird. What's going on? <laughs> All right, man. Shifting loyalties. Let's do it. Oh, we, you, it must be because I'm here. <laughs> well, you know, the super rash, the more rational hey. people are in. Donnie asks an interesting question. Mm. Does F- Frenchie Penny and Jasmine smell alike? I don't. Jasmine, know. no. Jasmine and Frenchie Penny are very, very no, distinct. Uh. They are very different okay. sounding. Yeah, the smelling. Mm. Mm. Come, zoo expert, tell us, yeah. tell us what you I've think, been, man. I've been waiting. Ah. <laughs> you know, so when I first read this story, you know, they sent it to me a day or two before. When mm. I was reading it, first of all, mm. as a Singaporean. I have never heard, I've never smelled the smell of Frenchy Penny. Actually, I recently just I bought Frenchy Penny like body soap just, just to know what the hell the smell is. Just to is. smell it. I have it. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I've never smelled it in my life, but now I know. Second, <laughs> the whole duck sound. Even though the story didn't specifically mention, you know, uh, that they that he heard a duck sound. Mm. I have heard this duck sound before, and it's oh, when oh. I just moved into my house, which I'm staying in now. I, I the whole I mean the situation was I woke up in the middle of the night went to you know go to the bathroom relieve myself and then I heard this quacking sound right and then I just went okay I know what they say about it I'm going back to bed 
goes back to bed. Hey, you heard it inside or outside? Outside, like outside my window. Oh, okay. But when I look in this story, right, for those that live in the Hantu, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but I have a very rational explanation on what it could be. Gasp. And, and I have proof of what I think. Oh, proof. I, wanna, oh, I can't wait proof. to hear this. Show uh-huh. me proof of this. All right. That's a five-letter okay. word. Yeah. Okay. Proof. Come. So, what is, my, what is my it? Take, yeah, my take hmm. on what he saw was actually a white-bellied sea eagle. For those that don't uh, know, you know, we'll pull out the image. It is a very big bird. Yeah, it's a bird that, you know, it, it's native to Singapore. It, it has traveled most... It actually can be found quite a lot of places in the world. Um, it usually stands about 80 to 90 centimeters tall. But mm-hmm. its wingspan is 2 meters long. It's actually the biggest rap- raptor bird that we have in Singapore. So, mm-hmm. you know, may- I suspect that maybe this is what he saw. Because, you know, it's like... I don't think he had the light on him the whole time. And especially if it's, the birds move very fast. Mm. They move very fast. And once I can assume that maybe once he saw it, it started to open its wings and that's all you saw. You saw right. its wings and it's a big bird. And because it's white, you know, you see the whiteness. But listen to its call. The call is very striking. So this is the call of the white-bellied sea eagle. Sounded like three Pontianaks talking. <laughs> <laughs> is that enough of a quacking sound, do you think? Oh, well, mm. so, you know, I need to ask Eugene. I mean, when I heard this the first time, mm. you know, then I went to think, okay, maybe it could be this bird. And then I listened to the audio. I was like, wait, actually, yeah, it, it does sound exactly like what I sound Oh, what I heard. Mm, what you heard. Ah, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, so based on your midnight toilet quacking sound <laughs> experience, <laughs> you can you you could relate to this white-bellied sea yeah. eagle. Ah, yeah. okay. So Eugene, you need to get Mohan to listen to this sound and see whether he recognizes it at all. When I heard know? quacking and, sound for the Pontiana, uh, I I do remember them sounding close to this because it's, I I can I can imagine it's a sound of a duck quack quack mm. quack. But this uh, example of what we just played for you sounded yeah. too happy. Let's hear it again. Too happy. <laughs> it's like, you see? It's like they're telling a joke or something. Maybe in a different mood. Lah. Yeah, lah. When you... <laughs> Late night at the warehouse, you have a different sound. You know? So, I mean, you know, even it's funny to note that actually this audio that it's playing mm. is actually... Mm was actually recorded in Singapore. Huh? And ah. it's funny because the white-bellied sea eagle is quite prevalent in the northern to the western side of Singapore. So, mm. it kind of fits the story. Right. Uh, yeah, this audio was actually found in Sungai Bulu. If you're a bird watcher and uh, you mm. want to hear, you can actually see them in a lot of places. Man. Because it's a sea, sea eagle, so it's a coastal bird, right? So, it's, yeah. it's exactly where you will expect to see it. You wouldn't mm. expect it to, to be in a warehouse. No, but, but then yeah, again, Benoit area... Mm. The warehouse is long coastal, the coastal ah, side of yeah. uh, the west coast of Singapore. So yeah, it came, the, in, well, came in to catch rats or something. To throw, yeah, to throw a wrench in the work, I've actually mm. seen this bird in Yishun ah. when I was working, resting right. on top of a, uh, on top of a HTB building. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's entirely possible, guys. Right? Anyone out there who thinks uh, Matt has nailed it? Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Confessions podcast. 
If you are enjoying the show and would like to support our efforts, you can help by giving us a 5-star review or by becoming a patron by signing up for a monthly membership fee that starts from as low as $5. Check out the perks at patreon.com slash supernaturalconfessions. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash supernaturalconfessions. Or if you feel like showing a simple gesture of appreciation, you can buy us a cup of coffee or two at buymeacoffee.com slash superconfess. Now let's get back to the show. Alright. Chua Elaine has given Matt six bucks for nailing it. Matt for being rational. For, for being rational. Wow, wow. thank you, Elaine. Hey, rational can be scientist. Money. I don't mind, man. I'm a All scientist right. by <laughs> trait, I tell you. Matt, I got a I got a question for you. What if yeah. what if mm. Miss P Pontiana mm-hmm. doesn't come mm-hmm. in a form of an owl, but she comes in a form of a night? Belly white eagle, what? white belly night sea eagle, <laughs> that one lah, like, the one you just said. Yes, that's a true form. Yeah, I mean, yeah you know, I mean, I mm. think even with the situation where we're talking about the uh, the, the the Malay name for owls, right? Mm. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of languages or how it's formed is based on what we see, and mm. also the closest thing in which we can describe it. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, if if you watch like uh, if you watch our shows on Wednesday nights, mm. we'll go. In, I mean, we go into a lot of things where we sort of work through languages and certain things and yeah it could be completely possible that the sort of the putting the two and two together with miss p mm. associating with an animal mm. it could have been very well this this eagle mm. john do you have any theories about um you know myth- mythical creatures and bird-like thing you know, i mean you it's interesting about? right because mm. one of the most popular sort of uh, uh um shall we say uh uh anamorphic <laughs> Uh, mm. uh, sort of uh, approaches, right? Mm. That, that 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 has been around every culture and you know all around the world has been birds, mm. right? You know yep. Egypt, you know has bird-headed gods, mm. right? You know, uh, I mean, uh, there's, I mean, we have uh, just very nearby, right? Uh, those of you who've been to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, mm. for example, you know, uh, you you would have seen the kinari, right? Uh, in many temples, I think um, there's a picture of the kinari. We can bring up the golden one. Yeah, this is it. The golden statue, you would have seen it in many mm. Southeast Asian countries, you know. Uh, and, and that's a sort of divine creature that apparently lives in the Himalayas, mm. right? And, and is uh, associated with music and love, right? So they're kind of romantic, right? And that's kind of nice. Uh, and then, and then, and then, they're so, it's so cute. So, so we are warned not to confuse the Kinari with the Kalavinka, which is another mm-hmm. uh, bird-shaped, uh, bird-shaped female or flying female uh, also from Buddhist tradition, right? And there's a few pictures of those old mm. pictures, actually, right? So I mean, and those are these. Uh, the the Kalavinka is much more popular in Japan, um, China, Korea, right? Mm. So so you know, mm. Asia, throughout Asia, there's there's this idea of the bird. I guess because its ability to fly, mm. right, mm. associates it immediately with the celestial. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and of course, usually associates it with good lah. Mm, right, mm. you know, uh, so it's it's interesting then to hear about malevolent flying things, you know, <laughs> that is not so Asian. I feel because mm. we 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 really revere things that fly, mm-hmm. right? Dra- dragons fly, uh, the Kirin flies, right? Many mm. of 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 of, uh, of of Asia's best things take flight, 
Hmm. You know, so I don't know. I don't know uh, from where in our pagan belief, for example, maybe you know we get the idea that that malevolent things also fly. I think the flight maybe might be linked to their uh, being one level up from us, hmm. right? Because I think the the common folk belief is that things with the ability to transform are things which are higher up on the sort of uh, I don't know skill level ladder. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, you think about like those magic foxes that you know meditate for five thousand years and then can transform into humans, you know, and all that, right? So, and humans on the other hand cannot transform into anything, right? So, shape shifting has always had a sort of uh, as a magic skill, you know, as a superpower, you know, uh, seems to be something that we've always respected, hmm. you know. So, I I don't know whether uh, we as much subscribe to the evil. Uh, sort of shape shift idea, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I like. I mean, in, in the rest of the world, you have like the Wendigo, mm. and you have a lot of these things, right, which transform to sort of deceive and to hunt, you know, and the werewolf, for example, you know. Mm-hmm. But flying right? entities—that's usually more divine in nature, very celestial. I'm inclined to think so. It mm. makes more sense. I'm mm. not saying that there can't be exceptions. Mm. Definitely, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I, think, I mean, I mean, if you look, if you look at it. Um, you know, just the just the sky in general. The sky has always mm. been a different realm for our ancestors and all the way back yeah. to ancient times, right? Mm. The world, the sky. I mean, the world was sort of split into three different realms: was mm. the underground or the sea, yeah. the sky, and then the earth. Mm. Yeah. So you know, I, I can I can see the association with maybe birds or things that can fly mm. being of a higher being or yeah. higher power. Like you think about like the great birds of Native American traditions, mm. you know, yeah. right? And the, the flying, the ab- Aboriginal beliefs in the flying creatures, mm. you know, even ancient China, you had these huge, huge bird celestial things like the yeah, peng the or something. Birds, the yeah, the thunder. Yeah, you know. So, so it, 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 it's it's massive flight, right? That is sort of uh, something that we admire, something we aspire to. So it's quite interesting where the shift could have happened if it had if it did happen right where flight also becomes something which is sneaky dangerous you know uh, uh, um, that is a hunter's skill I know there's one particular creature Mm. with Mm. the ability to survive on ground very easily and also Mm. take flight like that and it's fucking scary what 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 the katsua <laughs> I that see a cockroach only... in a room, and one one room is haunted with five Pontiana, and one room is haunted with one cockroach. I'm going to the five Pontianas <laughs> until you find out that the Pontiana takes the shape of a cockroach. Ah, then you. Oh ready. man, yeah. Oh, the ultimate shape shape shifter. So someone was asking, KK Hing was asking, what happened to the crickets? Uh, unfortunately, they have all been eaten up. So I, there are no crickets <laughs> in my house. My I, house is cricket free. Otherwise, I, in this episode, I'll be very freaked out. So let's find out from everybody out there, right? What do you think, okay, about this uh, our, um white shape, right? Man-sized white shape that transformed into a full bird, mm. right? Do you think that uh, Mohan saw something which you know? Uh, defies explanation or do you think that it falls into Matt's uh, professional zoological okay. identification so we all make our stand huh? alright come Eugene for me this story beyond a doubt I believe what Mohan met was a 
Pontiana. But what was interesting about this is we only see Pontiana as the apex predator hunting men and killing people. But what we are seeing in this case is the Pontiana is just in its natural environment and is trying to avoid human contact. So that is the most interesting takeaway. But I truly believe that what he has seen is not a uh, white underbelly eagle. White, <laughs> white bellied sea eagle. Yes. Because uh, he was certain that the size was more humanoid. And then there's also the part where she transformed. So I maybe Mohan has been imagining things, but I like to I like to believe that what he saw was as close to coming to face to face with Pontiana transformation. That's very, very rare. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, and Matt? Well, you stick to your guns, or I am going to stick to my guns. This is a different apex predator, maybe not mm. of the supernatural realm, but of the sky. <laughs> you know, this is a big bird. It's the biggest raptor we have in Singapore. It can be seen in a lot of places in Singapore. People who've never seen it are going to think, "Oh my God, that's a big bird! I don't know what that is." Mm. Plus, the sound of its call is very significant, in, especially in the cases where people think it might be Miss P, right? Because to me. It sounds like exactly what I heard the night that I heard this quacking noise. Right. Mm. So for me, it's without a doubt, probably the white <laughs> belly sea eagle. Without a doubt, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, you must, you, yeah, you know, I'm on the fridge. I'm on the fridge. <laughs> you know, you, there's always that side of me where it's, it could maybe not be. I don't know. It's like one toe on the line. Okay. 100% 95%, maybe. 100% maybe. 98%, <laughs> I believe that it was the white belly sea eagle. 2% mm. could ah. be. Hey, 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 Matt, Matt. Frankie, that can be arranged, has said. But sea belly uh. eagles are not active at night. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're not, they're not, well, these birds are not naturally active at night. But, you know, mm. have you ever, yeah. humans are not active at night, but you see us in Jalanka, you sometimes, you <laughs> go up for The bird going for supper, la, guys. That's why the bird is inside the warehouse, <laughs> hiding. <laughs> and then suddenly, can I disturb, have to go out. <laughs> right? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. There are two such extreme points of view, man. I, okay, okay. I, I'm inclined to say, right, that there is something going on that needs to be explained. I don't think, though, necessarily that it's the Pontiana, right? I, 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 I like to believe that uh, the Pontiana was passing by <laughs> with the French Japanese smell. <laughs> Meanwhile, right, in another, another, in, in another belief system... Separate situation. <laughs> yeah, in a separate belief system, something else, right, was transforming into a bird. Right, was disturbed and transforming, because I think I like I like to believe that uh, uh, Pontiana stick to their their their, their skills lah, right? Mm. So owl is owl lah, cannot cannot like every bird under the sun. But on the other hand, uh, I think there are a lot of other beings which we do not necessarily know about, right? That have have a greater ability to transform, you know. And because it was mm. spotted for a moment, decided okay, you know, let's let's hope that guy didn't see too much. I'm gonna be a bird now and get out of the way because I'm not <laughs> supposed to be seen. Right, so I think it's something of a higher level spiritually, being mm. more clandestine, mm. right, than a Pontianak, right, who doesn't mind being seen, right. I think it's something else. He's he he caught something he should not have seen, mm. right. So are we talking mm. about a deity? Are we talking about a, a, a minor celestial? Are we talking about you know? A, a, I don't know, man, because we don't even know what culture <laughs> we're talking about here, right? Yeah, could yeah. be anything, and that's the joy of this island. Right? All right, John, could that, be any that hantu. crowd. Has spoken. What it seems that 
just because I can only appear on the left side of the speaker, I am not right. <laughs> so Matt oh, has no. won the vote with a lot of the. <laughs> uh, All right, man. Everyone saying it's going with Matt, going with Matt. Uh, uh, there's 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 one. Uh, Ariel says Eugene. Uh, even my wife is going on Matt's side. Uh, Jill talks <laughs> Matt. Uh, Mark Shippo was the first. Oh, you know, I I got to go with Matt on this one. Uh, team Matt! <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Navinette say he must be the eagle. Eugene, <laughs> the eagle. Maybe. Eugene, you are speaking to the wrong side of their brain, la. That's, That's why. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm on the left side, la. The, the, the rational side, Alama. All right, man. Okay. That's why evidence is important. That's why you need evidence and that's why the scientific method works. How to have evidence in a supernatural case? Excuse me, uh, Chikpun, can you come down? I'm here to talk to you. Can take a selfie with me? <laughs> so there what are we something need to... science can't explain. <laughs> what we need to do is follow up, right? We have to follow up. Yes. Go back to Mohan and say, hey, we have this possible theory. What do you think? Right? And if Mohan thinks, mm, hey, yeah. could be there, then yes, of course. You know? No. So let... Yeah. I, I follow up interview maybe. I tell you when Mohan called me, ah, uh, Mohan uh, called me. I don't know. I'm not kidding, ah. Uh, Mohan, ah, uh, uh, you Eugene, ah. Uh. Eh, must be the hantu, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know we saw it already. <laughs> Let's find out a bit more about uh, Matt because Matt Verkek, he has given us two episodes, very good, uh, confession. So please go and check it out. Uh, he in fact three, 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 three parts, three parts, three parter, right? And yeah. on TikTok, that Elvin the Cruz. It's handling for us. <laughs> Matt is one of the most sought after and most liked personality on Supernatural Confessions <laughs> because people don't just talk about the hantu on his TikTok reel. They say he's mm. a very handsome boy. Hantu mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh idol. Yeah. Okay. I've seen people ask me to go out for coffee and... Uh, and you know, like just mm. oh, just, oh let me buy you a coffee and uh, you know, just um, <laughs> then we can sit there. And you can tell me stories all day. <laughs> so I think that's uh, your that's your version from, of OnlyFans, it. So like you have OnlyFans so for apart, ladies. I think apart from from buy buy us a coffee, I think we should now in, instigate uh, buy us a garland. Right? Tiao hua. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you can <laughs> for him, okay? Right. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, that would be very interesting and, and more, 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 more profitable. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. I heard something very curious about uh, 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 about the supernatural in relation to to your experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, because uh, and and this is something I never heard of before. Eugene, I think, has heard of it before. Mm. Okay. But but um, so something about animal whisperer. Mm -hmm. Right, mm, yeah. which I'm assuming is something to do with people who speak to animals spiritually. I don't tell tell me tell me what that is. Yeah, so I mean, I will kind of give you a background of it. You know, animal whispering or mm. people who can communicate to animals. They uh -huh. believe, or what the what the whole premise is, is that you actually enter the spiritual side of the world, the spiritual world, right? And you communicate mm. to the animals on a different realm. So people believe that if you can go, like if for those that are familiar with Reiki or even, you know, astral project, projection, right. this is something along those lines of, or mediums, mediums who can communicate with your past uh, relatives. It's a very similar thing where you can bring your pet to an animal whisperer and they will help mm -hmm. you communicate to the animal with on a different sort of spectrum or a different realm. So they can help you in terms of, uh, you know, finding out what the pet wants or the pet's not feeling well, what particularly is it that uh, right. is going on. 
Right. So I have my own experience. Um, I'm for those that don't know, it's quite obvious. I'm an animal lover. I have many. I've had had many pets. Um, recently, I think back maybe two or three years ago, I actually went with my mom because at that point we had a dog who passed away quite mm-hmm. recently, and we adopted a dog who was deaf and blind at the same time. So we brought oh, okay. the dog to an animal whisperer just to kind of find out like how we could make the dog feel more comfortable mm. and find out more, right? So we right. went in and um, the animal whisperer told us that, you know, that prior to us sort of adopting the dog, the dog didn't have the best life, you know. It was actually helped by a previous owner who didn't really take care of the dog, uh, left the dog in the toilet pretty much 24-7. Oh. That's the only life mm. the dog knew. And over that, what she said was that it learned to not listen or not to hear anything because it's all it saw was the four walls. And even when right. the dog barked or cried or anything, all she could hear was herself. Mm. Right? Mm. So that was one aspect. And then we also went into the fact that like of our other dogs that passed. So mm. we had a dog when I first came back to Singapore. Um, we brought, up, brought a dog back. And unfortunately, he died because he... One of the nights, he just suddenly came on with a... With, he just had a stroke. It was quite sudden. Mm. And we took care of him for the best that we could. But at one point, you know, when as all pet, all pet owners, when you see a, when your pet suffer too much, it's a bit hard to keep watching. And sometimes mm. the best thing that you can do is to, you know, euthanize or put down the animal. Yeah. So yeah. we decided to do that. And even the animal whisperer, she said, there is another another animal here who feels like he can't let go because oh. his life was taken away too too fast. He wasn't ready to go. It wasn't his time. Right. And then she communicated what the animal is. And this is, you know, we did not tell any background on this animal at mm. all, all our, all the pet that, uh, my dog that died. We didn't right. talk about him. And she brought him up and she even described him, which was quite, was quite on the ball. It was quite on the nose. Wow. And it's, it's for me, Again, I, I I lay on the side of I'm on the fence about this <laughs> because okay. because I do believe like all mediums and a lot of su- people who practice supernatural things, I do mm. believe that some, there are some the genuine ones who really can do it, you know. But the weird thing about animal whispering nowadays, and especially since you know, like I work in the zoo and I and I come across a lot of people who can say they or claim they do mm. it. Yeah, apparently you can go for a course using your mm. skills future to become an animal oh. whisperer, which oh. which is a bit sus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't think a lot of these things or like people who ask, like people used to ask me like, oh, you know, I want to open my third eye and all this kind of mm. stuff. Mm. Right. It's not, a, for me, I don't see it as a, you just get to do it because you can. You know, it's mm. kind of, a, it's a calling, you're born with it. And you know, if it happens, it happens. Right. But now, you know, if you can go, pay with your skills future course that can go in a pay I don't know how much <laughs> 250 300 dollars and be like okay I want to talk to animals now. there we go and now we have a hundred of uh we have a hundred aquaman and all of whatever kind of animal Dr. Doolittles everywhere that's yeah. it okay I realized I realized from that from what you're saying right that the term the term whisperer Right has has undergone mm. a very interesting sort of transformation because it began if you if, if people can remember the old uh, uh, network reality program uh, um um uh, 
cat whisperer or dog whisperer i can't remember right yeah. and then after there was a horse whisperer right and there was a whole yeah. series of sort of uh, animal care specialists yeah. right yeah. who so, did so, reality shows yeah i mean and that's the official was... meaning well no that's no the... no no so there's a there's a difference like uh, uh -huh. let's say let's talk about season milan who is the dog whisperer dog whisperer, even a cat yes. whisperer i just forgot his name something right. galaxy Right, yeah. these are people who are trained in animal behaviouring behaviors. Correct. Yeah. So they know how to pick up on signs, specifically mm. on how the animal reacts. So whether it's the social dynamics of the animal, yeah. how the animal acts, you know, there's a lot of things you can actually pick up from that. And actually, there's a lot of things that you learn, especially like when I when I did my courses in university. Mm. There's things that you can pick up from that. Yeah. Right. It's but, animal psychology and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, animal right? psychology. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But then there's so the different. So yeah. that so that was the official um official meaning of whisperer, right? Yeah. And then the TV series Ghost Whisperer came on, <laughs> cleverly using the idea of animal psychology, blah blah blah, and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna call a medium a whisperer because whisperer is now a trending thing. Mm. So Ghost Whisperer rebranded everything, and now we think the word whisperer means medium. And so mm. today we talk about cat, uh, not cat, cat whisperer, but animal whisperer in the medium sense, when actually it's actually a legit skill based on yeah. animal psychology that our government can give you money so that you can learn, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah. so I think the course you're going for will not help you to communicate with uh, um, pets that have passed, unfortunately. Yeah. Right, that's the legit one, okay. But you can try asking and see whether there's like you know secret, secret course, extra module that they will do, you know, for for for, for. Mm -hmm. that one you must pay for yourself. Government will not cover that. <laughs> Supernatural Confessions was created as a safe space for people to share their paranormal encounters. If you or someone you know has a strange encounter to share, we want to hear about it. You can type it to us, send us a voice memo, or even meet me for a face-to-face -face interview. Visit supernaturalconfessions.com for more info. There's one uh, of uh, the, the lady who commenting on our comment section, Petrina hmm. Lim. Yes. Petrina mm -hmm. Lim actually was the our confessor on the episode on Animal Whisperer. Ah, okay. Oh. Uh, Summarize for us. Okay, so she, it's like what you said, uh, Matt. It's it's a it's a gift. She didn't really have yep. to go for SkillsFuture to pick it up from yeah, textbook, yeah, yeah. you know? She, she has it. Mm. She's the other whisperer, not the Caesar Milan whisperer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The no, animal she, medium, no, like no she can speak to animals before they pass and understand oh, okay. their pain. And so because right. she can speak to the animals before they pass, she can also help the owners find closure. Mm, okay. Right? So mm. like, okay, your cat or your dog, and I think I mean, she only deals with dogs. Uh, your dog mm. says thank you for this, 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 this. And what was interesting oh. is, you may think that it's just psychology, you may think that it's just, oh, maybe it's uh, uh, purely about making someone feel good because they want to feel good. When the dog mm. says thank you for certain things that you have done for me, they were very specific things that she as the animal mm. whisperer would not have known. And yep. the owners will be like, wow, right? Uh, and then, mm. That's how they find closure because animals can't talk and mm. when they die. And there's one particular case where she was called back to the house because the new dog mm. that they have brought to the house after the first dog has departed started right. not wanting to go into the bedroom or not wanting to sleep at the place where the previous dog was. Ah. And what she found out was 
the previous dog spirit was still around training the new dog how oh. to take care of the owner. Mm. Can anyone just say, yeah. oh. Oh, but, yes. That's yeah. wonderful. So she does that and back then uh, when, when she was doing this, it was, I think, non-professional. She just did it as a favor for people. Uh, so mm. I think then people started calling her and asking her to come down. So maybe now there is a at least a transport fee for that. Uh, but one mm. thing mm. that animal, if you think that people with third eye get the worst end of the deal, I tell you mm. people who are animal whisperers get mocked at even more. Wow. Yeah. Because it's yeah. one thing to say, I see a ghost, people go, ha ha, you sure or not? But there's still that doubt. But when you right. go like, you know, I can yeah. talk to cats and dogs. They go like, okay. Thank you, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, it's they, they really get the shorter end of the stick for, for being in the supernatural pyramid. I, I think it's healthy for everybody to approach it with some kind of skepticism. But again, mm. it, I think it's how, like for me, when I talk about ghosts or when I talk about even the cryptids, I think mm. there's a level of which you need to make your own decisions, right? Yeah. Your experience mm. is your experience and nobody can take that away from you. Um, mm. If you wholeheartedly feel like this is what it is, you know, no one's going to take that away from you. Mm. It's just, yeah, you need to be careful with the certain, the ways that you go about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hearing, hearing about Petrina's experiences sound, I mean, I would say that the skills that she, she talks about are clearly mediumistic, right? You, you mm. know, because we're talking about not, not animals that have passed, you know, but well, close to passing. So definitely yeah. on the mediumistic side. But at the same time, uh, Ariel says that uh, she went for the course. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Right? To communicate with a cousin's poodle who passed on. Oh, okay. So please tell us more, Ariel, and how much how, how much of the course the government, the government yes. paid for. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and maybe I can run a course on paranormal investigation, uh, charge 550. You know, uh. now that you mentioned that, right? Yeah. So, you, I, I feel like there's a because people ask me all the time, you know, like, uh, in, like again, like you're, uh, you're, you're supposed to be on Team Hantu, but why are you so rational, right? Uh, so, again, with the whole third eye thing, right? Especially, I think it, it relates quite nicely to this. I think everybody may have the ability to do it. It's whether or not you sort of um, culture and you sort of take care of the ability to do right. it, you know? It's like mm, training mm, in a mm, sense. Mm. And I think sometimes if you sort of ignore it long enough, <laughs> it kind of disappears or becomes uh, so normal that it's just gone. Mm, that's true, that's true. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's very true. In fact, years ago, I went to a temple in Geylang with two of my friends and we all three had a, a third eye opening ceremony. But apparently, I think mine closed within like two days. Could not keep up the level of meditation <laughs> that you have to go and do. You know, it's, it's, it's worse than like, you know, freshly... Freshly, yeah. uh, uh, freshly pierced earring kind of thing, right? Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah you it to, closes you up so fast. It. You need to yeah. cultivate it. And I think yeah. something in my inner being just did not want it open, so I just couldn't. Mm. I just couldn't. You know, I'm the opposite yes. of I'm the opposite of 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 of, uh, of of the guy who punched Kuan Yin Ma, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Over there, the guardian spirits were like, you know, open your eye, open your eye. I'm like, shut it, shut it. <laughs> All my guardian spirits are like, shut your eye. Okay. So that next time I can yeah. come here and, and argue with Eugene. Ah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is the destiny here. All right. John, shall you bring us on a home run for this sure. one? The next confession. Okay. This one. <laughs> uh, John shall be reading. It's called The Flaming Pussy. Uh, the Flaming Kitten. Nah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> confession by James. So James is a retired police officer, 78 years old. And he says... When I was active in the force, we saw many things back then. 
it was a norm. Nowadays, young people talk about what's logical, what's not. Back then, there was no such thing. We all believed in the supernatural because everyone had experienced something strange before. That was the norm. I have so many stories I can remember clearly even till today. The one I'm going to share with you is about this black cat that will always come to the station to visit us. In one of your confession videos, you showed a CCTV that caught a black cat walking and then disappearing. I saw something similar with my own eyes. This happened around the former Ju Chet police station. Today, the whole area is unrecognizable. Only the facade remains. Gangs were rampant in those days. Ju Chet was rife with gang wars in the 50s. But in the 70s, though they are somewhat more tame, many of them were still active. Many of them dabbled in the occult, mostly for protection and power. So there's this one gang member. He's quite a regular at the station, known by many as Hawk. He will go in and out of prison many times, mostly for fights. One thing we noticed is that every time he is inside, there will always be a black cat loitering outside the station. Those of our colleagues with the sight say that the cat is not a normal animal. The thing about Hawk is that he almost never gets hurt in any fights. Always laugh and say he was just lucky. One night when I was on duty and stepped out to smoke, I saw the cat was fighting with a dark shadowy thing. I kid you not, I was standing there just watching and then the cat literally flamed up, dashed towards a tree and vanished. The shadowy thing went after it and it too disappeared. All this happened in under one minute tops. The next morning, when we went to check on Hawk, he had scratches all over his face and body. He wasn't in such a jovial mood. Word about the station was that a rival gang member was using dark arts to get back at him. Parang was not enough. I've always wondered about Hawk and wondered how he would die when the time comes. Wow, I like this story. I, I like, like it. this story. I like it. Ooh, ooh. It's, okay. it's scary, but at the same time, not that scary. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Many feelings. Many feelings. Yeah. This story. I like. I like. I like. Got okay. Matt, Matt, go first. Come. Wow. What do you okay. think about Ahok and so, that mysterious cat? Yeah. So you know, you kind of look into the situation of just cats, right? You know, cats have been around humans, especially with the the the, the relationship with humans have been ongoing for ten thousand, twelve thousand years, for longest time. Mm. And if you go to very different sites, you know, like um, there are burial sites in Cyprus that actually have the first evidence of humans and cats living side by side. And that was mm. nine, thousand, nine and a half thousand years ago. Wow. And there's so many in ancient Egypt, they were found to be, oh, well, they are worshipped and mummified. Mm. And even in close context in, in just say Singapore, right? Mm. We have in Southeast Asia, if you go to any Chinese um, shop, you know, it's usually for good financial luck. <laughs> <laughs> happiness and also you know i don't know if you guys know but it also helps to keep evil spirits away mm. and apparently if you put different statues placed around the home it ah. serves very different uh, purposes uh-huh. so you know this story it kind of resonates on a different level only because mm. you know cats have also been very well known for their part to play in witchcraft in voodoo mm. And especially the black cat, right? Yes. The black cat has always been known like, oh, you know, if a black cat runs in front of your path, you're going to be unlucky for however long. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, as much as I am a, and I would say I'm an animal expert, 
I have never seen a cat randomly just burst into flames. <laughs> I've never seen it, never heard it, never heard of anything. Not on, you know, just suddenly. It's a bit weird. Mm. And yeah, it's kind of weird that, you know, this um, a hawk, uh, when he was found the next day, he had scratches on him. And I think it's quite, quite, uh, quite peculiar. Mm. Right? Um, <laughs> it's my a bit... position on. Yeah, in my my position on the fence here, I would say I'm leaning to a certain side where <gasps> it's a bit strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, okay, I won't say it's the hantu, but it, it <laughs> might be some kind of occult practice. So occult <laughs> would be <laughs> dealing <Semi-hantu>. with <laughs> deities. <I'm>... Deities. <laughs> ah. I, I mean, though this is definitely a def- definitely a power situation, right? You know, I love I, I love the idea that you know the the the, the gang warfare mm. right takes place mm. on another mm. plane, right? Parang's not enough, right? So dark magic, right? Mm. You know, and and yeah. it's like so Ahok has the cat, and then the other one, uh, maybe I don't know. I assume that's stronger than a cat, which is just a shadow, <laughs> right? So you know, can't even fit into a cat, right? It's like even yeah. stronger than that, you know. And 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 suddenly he gets he gets the scratches and all that. So I think I mean it, it's it's a very provocative story. Hard to argue uh, around it, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, and it's I said, looking at Eugene's face, <laughs> okay, clearly Thank he you. has already dived down the, the 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 cat hole here. Okay, <laughs> so okay, fine, Eugene, tell us what you think was going on. Look, I believe, I believe that what Hawk did was the equivalent of getting on a gin to him, adopting a gin mm-hmm. to himself. If you look at modern day, the equivalent is you have your kumantongs, you have even mm-hmm. your uh, saka, where you pass down from generation to generation. And yep. if you remember one of the uh, videos I did at one point in time, pre-COVID, mm. there was a rampant practice of teenagers mm. buying mantra of carousel. And what ah. does this mantra do? Two things. One, it makes you either more charming to the opposite sex, or two, it gives you armor. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. what does this armor do is you are impervious to attacks. So mm-hmm. I've heard about okay. this for a long time. Uh, if not not even just recent years, but I heard about this from as far back as my own childhood because my grandparents were from Malaysia. Uh, I think our parents' time they grew up in a lot of the kampung days where fights were rampant. So yep, yep. wearing a tiger pelt, wearing a, carrying mm. a certain certain talisman, chanting a certain yep. mantra mm-hmm. will give you that armor. Now, how true that armor really is, uh, is, is, is up for debate. Mm. But if yep. you're one of the confessions that you've seen early days, uh, this was mm. from Ustad, where I was invited mm. to go down into the same room with mm. the, the, the exorcism that was happening. Right. The boy had a gene inside him because mm. he wanted to be mm. powerful. And the gangster part, so I, I talked to this confessor, he said, mm. the gangsters back in them, James, back in those days, almost anybody and everybody would have some form of protection. One form right. or another. Mm. Uh, another person who I spoke to who did not want to be on camera, uh, but I got the audio confession, she is today working in the back alley of Gelang. Gang fights okay. still happen, not as rampant yeah. as last time in the Parang, but mm. Mantra for protection is still a thing. Mm, now, yeah. how do these 
spirits come to you. Similar to, I guess, uh, a lot of a lot of different um, religion, uh, spiritual mm. practices also come with like Thai, Burmese, Cambodian, Indonesian, mm. Javanese. Indonesia itself got Balinese, Javanese, a lot of different offsets. Really. Mm. You go to what you feel is your calling. Similar to religion, if you feel this particular religion is your calling and you wholeheartedly believe, no one can. Right. Right. Mm. Same thing with spirits. It's always a calling. Maybe you want to go to a Thai Ajahn and he, do, he does a Sakyan on your body, on your back, a tattoo. Mm. But if you are not, your, your parts or your aura is not suitable <laughs> for the Thai no, magic. No affinity. La. No affinity, no right? Affinity. Yeah. Mm. The effect is not so much. Uh, so you got to find one that is to your, that fits you best. So when right. I hear this cat and everything, mm. my first thought is, it's not Thai, it's not Cambodian. Mm. I'm guessing it's a jinn. Mm-hmm. Because they come in the form of like an animal familiar. Right. right? And then yeah. they're waiting outside for you. So, and then, yeah, there, so there was a gang fight in the real world and there's a gang fight in the spiritual realm. And again, mm. in the 80s, 70s, ask your parents, a lot of people f- attack other families with the tuju, tuju egg. Mm. My father himself told me back mm. when he was staying in Siglap, it's very common. You will see at night, choom, choom, choom. Yes. Mm, uh, mm, so again, all these are folklore passed down to me. I'm sharing them with you guys. But just basing off all these various folklore that I have just shared and mm. putting it in James' timeline of that 70s, 80s period, black magic occult warfare would be very prevalent. Mm. And I think that the cat is the jinn. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, for those that don't know, you know, the mm. jinn is quite uh, tied in with Islam and the religion mm. of Islam. And it's funny that you mentioned jinn because, you know, in Islam, if I'm not wrong, mm. the cats are cats are actually symbolized or they're tied to holiness because ah. the cat symbolizes cleanliness and mm. more importantly, you know, cleanliness where which is purposely ritual to the animal. Ah. So yeah. that's why for certain house, like houses and certain mosques, cats are, I mean, they are allowed to enter. Mm. So, it's just a bit strange where if you, if you look in this situation, right? Mm. The cat as a jinn form, mm. it's a bit counterintuitive, right? Why, mm. why I say it was a jinn? Because jinns are also known in the, the Quran as ifrits. Mm. And ifrits yes. have mm-hmm. flaming eyes and flaming form, orange yeah. body. So, when the so cat, it's the flaming part. La. The flaming part <laughs> got me thinking that it must be um, the jinn. Mm. But now hearing right. what you said, Matt, about the cat also being a welcome familiar in a house, if mm. I'm a jinn, I'll be welcome into the house of a Muslim, mm. yeah. I would take that form. Yeah. Right? Mm. Of any I other mean, form. I would not take a dog because I'll be chased out. But if I take a cat... I mean, a cat has a very, very high status, I, I think, uh, within, mm. within Muslim belief, right? So, uh, Matt is right, right? In fact, um, I read somewhere, I don't know how true it is. Uh, if, if there are any Muslims in the group, please let me know, right? But I believe it is actually permissible to... Uh, to do your ablutions, right? To cleanse yourself before prayer using water that a cat has drunk. Wow, right? really? And you can even drink water that a cat has drunk. That is, it's fine. It's pure because the cat is as clean as you. Whoa. Or cleaner than you, right? Mm. You know, so that, that's a pretty high standard and I don't think any other creatures are given that, 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 that purpose, right? Yeah. So I was, I, was, I was Googling around, right? And I came across certain things, right? So for example, here you have this wonderful uh, 
Okay, so Hafiz ibn Tamiyah, right, in one of the hadiths, states that jinn can come in the form of black dogs. Similarly, they can also come in the form of black cats. Ah, right. So that, was, was that stated in the book? Yeah, in the hadith, right? Oh. So these are two of their preferred forms, you know, right. and quite common, right? And maybe it's because of, in one case, because the black dog is such a, a haram thing. Mm. On the other hand, a black cat, would be a very respected thing. Ah. So depending on what the jinn wants to be or portrayed as, you would choose, right? Because uh, in fact, another another fantastic story I came across, right, was that there was a jinn. Ah, no, no, sorry. There was a there was a uh, famous uh, uh, sheik, right, who had a black cat, and the cat became a very mu- very much a part of his family. Slept with him every day, blah blah blah. Oh. And then when he found out that the black cat might be a jinn, he actually sent the cat away Ado. and said, and said, because of that, we cannot communicate. It is not safe. Your world and my world are not the same. So come and visit right. me sometimes, but you cannot live in my house. You know, and this was a warning <sighs> against having close relationships with jinn. The warning was, you know, check your cat. If it's just a cat. Check your cat. Just a cat, fine. If it's more than a cat, uh, please <laughs> moderate your, 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 your interaction with it. You know? It doesn't help I have three cats at home. You better check all three of them. How are you gonna, what are you going to do? <laughs> Light their paws on fire. See if it bursts into flames. <laughs> and I mean, what... <laughs> if they were to burst into flame, I think I have other things to worry about. <laughs> on fire. So Eugene, you're, you're, you, you think that because it is a flaming cat, it is likely to have been a gin lah. Correct. The right. flaming, the flaming part makes the, the the gives gives me the the clue that mm. it's an ifrit, and ifrit is a, right. uh, a jinn, right? Mm. So it has the, the origin. Mm, so Ahok would have probably gone to a bobo mm-hmm. to have gotten mm. uh, adopted a jinn for his protector. Mm. I'm going with that one. Matt, do you agree? Is that is that a possibility? You've uh, already you've already given up on the hundred percent rational. Right, so it's yeah. not it's not that. So can you buy this? Yeah, you know, okay. So you know, I mean, as as we were kind of discussing this, it kind of also resonated the fact that actually, when you look into Chinese culture, mm. cats also have a natural ying spirit, uh, ying energy, which is the darker one, right? Yeah, they which do. isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just you know, it's this the fact that it is. Mm. And if you tie it into the occult, and especially what Eugene was saying back in the 80s and the 70s, before my time, mm. uh, it's, it's, I would say, though it's still prevalent today, and because I know people who had experiences, you know, bringing stuff home, talismans, all this sort of stuff, mm. I would say I'm definitely more on the uh, believer the side. The believer side. Believer side. I, I won't say it's the hantu again. I would say it's more of the occult practices. This is this is what I mean. It's the perfect example of before, you know, I was super rational today and right now I'm a, yeah, I'm a believer. <laughs> wow. All about proof. You know, this reminds me, right, you know, I used, so I used to have a black cat, right, about Two mm. cat, two cats ago, right? I, I had a black cat, and one of the things that the cat did always was what made me realize is one of the one of mankind's main reasons for being freaked out by cats, right? We always think cats are scary. You know, they used to say yeah. that cats will steal your soul, they will suck your breath, and, and and therefore they are the witches familiar or they are the vampires familiar, blah blah blah, right? And I realized it's because no other pet 
will sit on your chest while you are sleeping. Oh my god, yes. And put their face near your mouth as if they were waiting to suck your bloody life force. <laughs> Every night. Yeah, and because life. they are black, right? So you, when you wake up, you feel like, oh no, ghost pressing me. But no, it's cat pressing you. And then the eyes are like in your face. And I'm like, what else are you expected to think? You're trying to suck my soul, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know? It's different when the cat is a different color. But black cats in particular are so frighteningly black. Right? You know? Mm. So they are kind of designed for the occult. <laughs> Let's put it this way, yeah. right? You know, if there's any any intelligence in the design, okay, <laughs> this one is an occult design, right? Oh, yeah. um, I like the idea it's... that uh, Ahok went went for uh, Malay protection, mm. right? You know, I think cross-culturally, that's very exciting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Southeast Asian. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I want, I'm very curious what it was fighting against. Mm. Right? Mm. That shadow, right? You know, and, and I'm, I'm so curious, right? Uh, but also what, 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 uh, what James ended with was a very, very powerful thought, right? How, how will Hawk die mm. when the time comes, mm. Mm. right? Because, you know, we always come back to this, right? There's a price to pay mm. for using uh, spirits mm-hmm. for your yeah. own good. Yeah. You know? So, mm. Is that, hmm, where's, where's your stand? Huh? Oh, my stand, okay. this one this one no need to stand la. <laughs> this one no need to stand I, I I didn't have to stand up at all you know I love this it must this. be the I, cat I, it must be the kuching alright because I love this <laughs> I love this story so much I sincerely want it to be true right you know I'm mm. I'm quite a firm believer in dark arts you know there's stuff going on that some people can manipulate and other people cannot understand mm. right and you know, with it, I think, comes a sort of uh, manipulation of the natural world. Hmm. Yep. Right? You know, whether it's herbs or, 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 or you know, whether it's, it's eggs. Nature spirits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or nature spirits or animals. Right? Very important, right? And in fact, one of the, one, one of the, one of the Islamic readings actually says that it, because uh, jinn like to take animal form, this is what confirms for you that jinn are part of the natural world. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that they are part of this whole sort of realm and they are part of this uh, sort of uh, spectrum. Mm. So for them to take an animal form is not deceptive. It is natural. Ah. Right? So that's an interesting approach. They're not hiding. It is natural for them. Mm. Right? And that also loops around to, uh, in fact, some, some of the early, early, early proto-Malay re, uh, uh, sort of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, confessions of that time, right? was that you will more often see the Pontiana and stuff like that as the bird. That the female yeah. form mm. is the unusual one. Mm. And they are most often birds. Mm. You know, which again stresses the fact that they are part of a natural order of things as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and, and humans like to make them more alien and more frightening. But no, they're actually more natural than we are. They've been here longer than we have, you know, and they're they are linked to nature in a greater way, right? So I think for me, the whole takeaway from, you know, this whole sort of animal spirit kind of thing is it reminds us that something else is closer to the natural order than we are, and that is animals. Yeah. Right? They are quicker to recognize them. They are quicker to sense them. They are quicker to relate to them or even be borrowed, you know, in shape by them, you know? So we are we are the we are the strangers in paradise, lah. Mm. <laughs> we know too much. 
No, our eyes are our eyes are too rational. We think too much. We think too <laughs> yes, much as right. well. Yeah. You know? Correct. Yeah. So for me, I, I want to believe it all. I want to believe that Jurong has has giant birds that can become humans. I want to believe that, 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 that was the that was the that was the white belly sea eagle just saying. <laughs> We've all agreed we've all but, agreed today. But Eugene did say that it is something taking the form of a white bellied uh... sea eagle. Ah, uh, see, right? Because why not choose such a cool bird, right? You know? And mm, uh, mm, mm. yeah, and Ahok's Ahok's black cat completely gets my vote, you know. And I hope wherever Ahok, Ahok, Ahok is, I hope the black cat is still with you. All right, Ahok, if you're still around and you ever see this stream, please. Ah, yes. I'm very curious. How uh, to know too? Oh, it's I either that or you know, or the cat. Uh, the cat has a protection tattoo. Ah, uh, you know, like how we all have. I mean, like the other people hmm. who have. Uh, the tattoos, right? Maybe this cat was carrying a talisman around his collar. Maybe I don't know. Wow! Are you saying that? Are you saying you that actually? Know? In this story, Ahok is actually the coincidence that the cat is the one who's <laughs> no. protecting himself, and Ahok just no, no, happens no. to be in prison every time I come and hang out here. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, maybe uh, this cat is Ahok's cat. Uh, but a hawk has protected this cat. I see. Ah. <laughs> like a little talisman on the leash, right? So yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. On, on the, little the triangle <laughs> talisman on his tie. Yeah. I love that. I, love I think that this idea. should be like a t-shirt or something, man. We should make a, a flaming kitten uh, merchandise. <laughs> flaming kitten with the talisman. Yeah. All right, let's do it, man. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> uh, now, so let's say our goodbyes, guys. Shall we? Okay. Uh, let's go Come, with uh, Matt. Matt. Go first. Matt, go first. All right. Uh, it's another episode. You've seen me twice a week this week, guys. Um, but it's always fun being on Friday nights where we look at something different than I usually would on Wednesdays. Mm. Um, additional to everything that may be coming this year, there's also something coming on during the seven months. So, you know, mm. stay tuned for the announcement for that. Mm. That'll be a very interesting one. But again, you know, if you want to see more of me and also my co-host, Bill, and you want to kind of go in depth into these topics a little bit more, where we can talk about the occult murders and all kinds of weird stuff, Tune in to Wednesdays at 8pm where we are on the fringe. Mm. Uh, you'll see us there. And, you know, until next Wednesday, guys, uh, mm. stay on the fringes and hopefully I'll be back here on a Friday night someday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> John? All right. Hmm. What's my new tagline today? Oh, I know what my new tagline today is. You may not believe in Hantu, but believe your pets because they believe in Hantu. <laughs> <laughs> ah. My name is Eugene Tay, along with the rest of my co-hosts and the team of Supernatural Confessions moderators, Jenon, Ivan, Kara, Lynn. We want to say thank you so much for being such a great spot on the group. What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. <laughs>